just really feel like the Lord wants to minister into all different things for people today. But I do have a very short word. So can I, can I, it's not very short, it's actually really long, but I'm just going to make it. Is that, so are you guys okay with, with us getting some ministry, but me getting a little bit of this word out as well? Is that all right? Okay, cool. Awesome. And we'll do the offering and the announcements afterwards. Just somebody remind me. Okay, so, so Joel, are you sure you're going to be right? Yeah. So in the book of... Um, how many people have ever been scared that they're going to miss their destiny? Okay, everybody. Okay, good. Um, how many of you know that you... I believe that what well, we you don't know what I believe, but how many of you know that there are instances where if somebody doesn't do something, God will give it to someone else? Yes. Why does he need to do that? Because he needs to have it done. Okay. So if you were here, how many people were here on Sunday morning? Yeah. And I spoke specifically on 1 Samuel chapter 15. Do you remember that? And what's really interesting in 1 Samuel chapter 15, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but Saul was set on mission in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and the mission needed to be done. And so this isn't us talking about, wow, if you don't do the mission of the Lord and do exactly exactly the way that God wants you to do this particular part of it, then He's going to give it to someone else. But what's really interesting is that we are in a season where God is inviting us up into a place to run the race with perseverance in the lane that He has given us. And this is very, very important. And so if you could just put up the, the we'll just do one, we'll, we'll just go through those scriptures really quickly in 1 Samuel 15, the one I gave you. And just, just bear with me and you'll see where we're going tonight. This will really encourage people. Okay, so it says this, Then Samuel said to Saul, the, the Lord sent me to anoint you as king. I did this on Sunday morning, but I'm just going to take four or five passages. Listen to this. The Lord sent me to anoint you as king over his people, Israel, over Israel. Now, therefore, listen to the words of the Lord. Keep going. Uh, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel and how he set himself, how he set himself against him on the way while he was coming up out of Egypt. Keep going. Samuel arose. uh, Okay, so this is so so you understand what happens then. Then Saul goes out on mission. Okay, he goes out on mission. Samuel comes to him later and says, What's this bleating of sheep? Can everyone hear me? Okay. Do we need that turned down a tiny bit or is that okay? It's just nice for the atmosphere. Um, and then so we know that Saul then says, uh, uh, sorry, Samuel says, what's this bleating of sheep that I can hear? And it's actually a, a rebuke of the Lord because Saul had a specific uh, 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 mission that he had to do with regards to the destruction of the Amalekites, uh, specifically the, 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 the destruction of the whole line, decided not to do that. And Samuel then comes to him and says, you should have done what you were told to do. And because of this, you know, the kingdom will come to another. But this is really interesting. So, and this is on the, on the understanding of, can I lose the mission that God has given me? Okay, do you understand? Just remember that God has got many things. It says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says that there are good works prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And God has got good works for you to do. God has got good works for me to do. God has predestined a lot of the work that we're going to do. And what's really interesting I'm not going to go into predestination now, but I believe that as we steward what we steward, the talents that we have, that as we steward those, unfortunately, people, or let's just say this, yeah, people that haven't steward, stewarded it, stewarded it, steward, steward, did, stewarded, stewarded it, stewarded it, people that haven't stewarded it, they're 
talent well, it actually says that it's given to the person that stewarded their talents well. It's a, it's a biblical truth. You can't get away from it. Are you all okay with it? It's in the Bible. It's not meant to scare you, but it should excite people. I'm using the word excite intentionally there. It should excite people and empower them to really steward that talent that they have got well. Okay, so it says this in verse 12 then. It says this, Samuel arose early in the morning to meet Saul. And it was told to Samuel saying, Saul has come to Carmel. And behold, he set up a monument for himself, then turned and proceeded down to Gilgal. So you've got to understand, we talked about this on Sunday but I'm going, uh, I just want to go over it one more second, that, that instead of doing the fullness of what he was supposed to do, Saul decided to save some of the livestock, save some of the, 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 the best of the, of the animals for sacrifice unto the Lord and decided not to uh, kill Agag either. And what's really interesting is that was the thing that God asked him to do. But instead, what he decided to do when Samuel arrived, what was Saul doing? He's building a monument for himself. Now, how many of you know that wasn't probably a good idea? <laughs> and so, uh, let's put up the next scripture. I'm going all the way down through the whole chapter. Now, I jump from 15:12 uh, to 15:32. So then Samuel says, now just remember that Saul hasn't done what he was supposed to do. Is Samuel going to be the next king? No, who's going to be the next king? But what did the Lord need to have done here? He needed to have Agag destroyed the leader of the Amalekites. Why? Why did he need to have the leader killed? Because if there is a leader, then the leader can lead and reinstitute a particular... I won't have a look into it just because of current circumstances. So it says this. So then Samuel said, bring me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag came to him cheerfully. Why did he come to him cheerfully? Because Saul had saved his life. He had spared his life. And Agag came to him him cheerfully and Agag said, surely the bitterness of death is past. It's a big deal. And then what happens? But Samuel said, as your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed or, or basically destroyed Agag into pieces before the Lord at Agal. So what happened was that Samuel through the Lord gave, is everyone okay? Is this a bit intense? Do you all think you're gonna be cut to pieces? None of you are Agag, none of you run the Amalekites, none of you are against Israel. And so, so what happened? So, so what's really interesting there is Samuel gave a directive to Saul that was his mission and he didn't fulfill his mission. He did part of it, but he didn't fulfill his mission And so then what Samuel did is Samuel stepped in and destroyed the king. And he said, okay, you've done this. The kingdom's gonna be taken from you because it says rebellion is as witchcraft. So he's actually saying that you're operating in witchcraft to Saul. How many of you know it's not good for the king of Israel to operate in witchcraft? Uh, Anyone? (laughs) And then so what happens is that he renders a judgment really. And then he comes and he then king, he then, kills Agag, which is what Samuel was supposed to, uh, sorry, what Saul was supposed to do. So this is really interesting. So we are in a season on on the earth and uh, where God is calling many people to do many things. And I believe that He's giving people strategies in the way that they are supposed to do the things that they're supposed to do. When 
Saul was specifically moved into office, what's really interesting is that he, the word mission is already used in that 1 Samuel chapter 15. He even says, I'm not going to go into it just because I don't want to read through the whole chapter, but he even says to Samuel, he says, I fulfilled my mission. How many of you know that he did not fulfill his mission? The word mission in the original Hebrew is the word dalek or derek. And the word derek means way. So God gave him a way, a direct, and he said, I fulfilled my direct before the Lord. And Samuel said, no, you did not. Therefore, the kingdom is actually going to be taken away from you. And I'm now going to have to go and kill this guy. Is everyone okay? Is anyone going to freak out? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. And so what's really interesting in that then is that that happens. He says, I fulfilled my direct, I fulfilled my mission. And he said, no, you didn't. You know, we are in a season on the earth, and I, I touched on this on Sunday morning, but uh, no apologies for repeating it, that we're in a season on earth where God is appointing kings and leaders all over the earth. And you need to understand, or we need to understand that leaders are appointed, not just because they lead well, apparently, they're, they're not just appointed for that dynamic, they're appointed by the Lord to fulfill a direct under heaven. They are appointed by the Lord. I'm not just talking about leaders in the political arena. I'm talking about leaders in the church. I'm talking about leaders in the business world. They are literally called to fulfill a mission or a way, the high ways of holiness, the high ways of God, that the righteous would rule and the people would rejoice. So what's really interesting then in all of this is that I believe that God, we are in a time right now where God is literally going to start to fling the talents of those people that didn't steward the talent well and fulfill the direct before the Lord. He's going to start to fling those talents to others. It doesn't mean that there's no place of repentance and people can't take another talent and steward it and do it again. And who knows if that was God's first plan, second plan, third plan. Who knows? I don't know. But what I had a vision um, uh, recently and in the vision, I saw literally a hand just fling this thing like this and as this hand flung I saw all of these talents being thrown over the over the church over the people of God all of these talents being thrown and I said what is this and the Lord spoke to me and he said for those people that didn't steward the talent that I gave them well they are now being redistributed because there are jobs that need to get done now now you can take that home you can be super encouraged by that and go wow that was an encouraging word. Woe is me, I'm going to die and all those things. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this right now. We are not, it says in the word, do not meditate on the past nor consider the things of old. Yeah. But it says, the Lord says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. It springs up all around. Will you not perceive it or will you not know it? See, we have entered into a new era and the Lord is saying, I don't want you to look at what you have not done. I want you to look and hear, first of all, look at what I'm bringing you into and hear the now Word of God for your life. And the now Word of God for many, many people here is stay in your lane because my mercy is enough. Stay in your lane because my mercy is enough. Now you might go, well, mercy is enough. That's a bit intense. We're in an intense season. And I hope everyone starts feeling encouragement. Okay, cool. So just put up the book of uh, the book. Put up Romans chapter nine, verse fifteen. I had an experience a, a number of years ago where I was doing a particular thing, 
And one day I really felt like there was a particular criteria that I needed to lean into in order for me to fulfill that thing. And I fought hammer and tong against the Lord about this particular criteria. I'm not even joking. God would remind me and I'd go, yeah, yeah, one day. And He'd remind me and go, no, not having it. And He'd remind me and I'd go, ah, and this stubbornness would come back and all these things. And the Lord, the Lord, how many of you know that it says in the Word, the Lord is rich in mercy. He is rich in mercy and His mercy is new every morning. This is my story, not, not yours. So just to let you know. So, and then what happened was that the Lord started to speak to me about this particular criteria that I needed to adhere to in order to fulfill this particular thing. And I realised that that particular part of my world completely dried up. And I was like, God, what happened? Where's the grace? What happened? And He said, you know, oh man, what was required of you, basically. You knew what I required of you to fulfil that particular uh, direct and you chose not to. So I have to give some of that to someone else to do. Isn't that interesting? So it was nearly like I had six months where I didn't connect with this particular thing and then when I locked back into it, I was straight back in again. And do you know what's really funny? When I started to look at some of the things that were happening in that particular area, I started to see other people risen up, connecting in a particular uh, uh, a paradigm in which I would have been doing if I had fulfilled that criteria. And let me tell you this right now, it didn't, just, uh, it didn't put any fear in me. It inspired me that God had called me to do it and that He was going to re-release me back into some of that stuff. Is that cool? Okay, so in the book of Romans, is everyone all right? So in the book of Romans, chapter 9, verse 15, it says, For he said to Moses, I will have mercy whom I have, on whom I have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. And this is what the Lord spoke to me about tonight. He said this, The reason that people aren't moving, they feel into more of the things that I'm calling them into is because they are lacking understanding. They lack understanding. And I said, okay, well, that's, that's really good. We've got a lot of understanding here. And this is, this is what the Lord spoke to me. He gave me this particular scripture. And I said, what is it about understanding? And he said, comparison kills the spirit of understanding. Now look, put up the next scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, it says this, For we are, are not bold to class or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves, but when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with each other or with themselves, they are without understanding. You see, you see your lane is your lane. My lane is my lane. Penny lane is penny lane. There, there is a lane that God has called you to run on. And when you line up to your lane, the mercy and compassion and grace and empowerment from heaven for you to fulfill the fullness of that direct before the Lord is there and there abundantly. How many people are excited about that? Because gone are the days, and I, and I know you totally catch this, gone are the days where we constantly think that God is just going to constantly give us everything all the time. It doesn't work like that. How many parents have we got here? Now, I, I do like to give. I'm a giver. So I've had to kind of pull that in a tiny bit. But let me tell you this right now. If you're a parent, do you, do you constantly give all your kids everything without them needing to come and do something with regards of, to a level of maturing before they get that thing? Yeah. My, my son really wants a little pocket knife and he's six. And I'm like, 
Yeah, right. But I, if he starts to mature in particular areas, then I'm going to be ready to give him that pocket knife. How many of you understand where I'm going? You see, I'm holding something for him, not something, holding something away from him. So if everyone could just bow their heads and close their eyes for a second. I know we had an amazing laughter, laughter session. Now everyone's like, I was laughing and now I feel like... <laughs> but trust me, the joy's about to break out again. You see, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And the Lord's saying tonight, are you ready? Are you ready for an empowerment from heaven unlike anything you've ever experienced? I know that sounds such like such a big deal, but I really feel like there are people in here that feel like they've lost it, they've missed it. Oh, I missed it. I'm, not, I'm never going to get back on track again. It's never going to happen for me. And let me tell you this right now. God has always got compassion and mercy for every person that stays in their lane to their original design, their original call to fulfill the mission, the direct that He has got for them. It's the same with churches. When churches depart from that original thing, the grace lifts off the churches. And right now in this season, God is saying, are you ready? Whether you're watching on live stream or you're in here right now, are you ready to be baptized afresh in a place of hope of what fullness is going to look like in this next season. You see, see, the Lord has already accounted for all of my failures and He's accounted for all of everyone else's as well. And the Lord is saying, I have got enough grace to cover you. I've got enough grace to cover you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for every person here. And we thank you for a fulfillment of destiny. We thank you for the empowering grace of heaven over each and every person in this place. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that when we stop comparing ourselves to others, we access a realm of the spirit of understanding. Wow! That will empower us into the right steps we need to take to see ourselves launched into the next thing. so well get ready to pick up more talents and that looks like sometimes a change of lane it looks like sometimes a change in occupation it looks like sometimes a change in what God has called you to do specifically might be moving from one thing into the political field or moving from something else into something else and the Lord says get ready for a shift of gears and a changing of lanes because you have stewarded sometimes we think we haven't stewarded well and God says you've done a great job You've done a great job. You've done a great job. So without anyone looking around, 
if you feel like God, that you, that the Lord has taken away your calling and destiny, I'd like you to stand up. If you have felt constantly, I'm never going to be able to make it because God has taken it away, stand to your feet. No one's looking. Everyone's got their eyes closed. truth is he hasn't as long as we stay in the lane that he's called us to and so father right now for those people standing we thank you that the truth is that you have not taken away their destiny that you wouldn't do that because you have more desire to fulfill their destiny than they have to fulfill it and so father we thank you right now for a realm of possibility, a realm of faith, a realm of hope to come back into the hearts of every person standing. Knowing that today marks the start of a new day. is this a big one because there is a shift in here and there's people have been talking about transition a lot and I work in transition a fair bit and I had an experience with one of the angels that I worked in in transition earlier and I said what's it here for and he said it's here to bring shift and transitional change to people you see God is going to realign people today and to launch them into fullness and what does fullness look like? You see, use word like fullness. And it's like, what does that mean? Fullness of my destiny, whatever. It just means being in line with your original design. And I believe that God is going to transition people today to be more in line with their original design. So if you would like that, just say, Father, I choose to say yes to any transition that would align me closer to my original design. I receive, wow, the ministry of heaven tonight that would realign anything in my heart that needs to be realigned in order that I can walk out, in order that I can run out according to more of my original purpose under heaven in Jesus' name. And this is a very big deal. You might just think, well, that was a small, that's, that's a small prayer. No, no, no. Things are going to shift for people. There is going to be a shift for people. And let me tell you, it's coming on people. It will come on people. This is not the power of suggestion. You're going to feel it because you have to actually have something removed in order to be propelled. And so, Father, we thank you right now that things are being removed in order that people can be propelled. And so right now, we just release that in the realm of this. It's coming so strong now. 
we thank you right now. It's coming all, really all along the right there. And so, Father, we thank you right now that you are removing things. This isn't me. This is literally the Spirit of God and the angels bringing transition. So anything that will keep someone in a particular place and not allow them to move, you've just given the Lord permission to do what He wants to do in that place in your heart, whether you're at home watching this or even in this place, you've just given Him permission to make internal adjustments. For some of you, it will be quite significant tonight. For some of you, you will literally, you will journal about tonight and say, tonight was a life-changing night. It was, tonight was the night or this night was the night where everything changed for me. The 1st of March was when everything changed in that area for me. And so, Father, right now, we invite the angels, we invite Your Spirit right now to come and invade this place powerfully in the Name of Jesus. We thank You right now for each and every person that needs it, that You would literally unlock, that You would free people up, that You would readjust internally right now in the Name of Jesus. We thank You right now. for that transition. Thank you, God, for the winds of change. Thank you, God, for the movements right now in the Spirit. And we thank you right now, Holy Spirit, that you would baptise people, every person in here right now, with boldness and confidence to step into the true calling, the true identity, the true manifestation of the predestined reality right now. Right now, that they are called to come into. Father, we thank you. Now, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you right now. Father, we thank you right now. Boldness, boldness, boldness. Boldness, boldness, boldness. Boldness and fire right now in Jesus' name. Boldness and fire right now over live stream. Boldness and fire right now for every person in here. In the name of Jesus. So if you want to go a step deeper right now, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you now that your Word would break any concrete that's been set in my heart that hasn't allowed me to release myself into original design. So right now we thank You that it says that the Word of the Lord is like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. Father, we thank You right now that the hammer right now is literally being rendered into people's hearts. Father, we thank You right now. We thank You right now that it's breaking and shattering the concrete. Michael is on You right now. Michael, the Lord says this is the night. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. 
Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Michael Pittman, tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night of no return. Tonight is the night of no return. Tonight is the night of no return. That's for a number of people in here right now. Tonight is a night of no return. Michelle, tonight is a night of no return. Father, we thank You right now that it's a night where we're literally re-engaging with You and saying whatever it looks like, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, I say yes to the direct, the original mission, the original way for my life. The original way, the original call. over our lives before He were born. Before we were born, He is faithful to bring us into what He spoke. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. For I know the plans I have for you. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. I will fulfill all that concerns you. I will open the doors of opportunity. I will. I will. The I am will. Because His name is faithful and true. We don't need to look at what there isn't. We look, need to look at what there is. And the Lord is saying, look at the talents that I've given you. Now steward them and watch the incredible acceleration and increase I'm about to put in and through your life acceleration and increase right now over every person in this place. Father, we thank You that it would be literally like a realm of favour would come over every person in here and even watching on live stream, that there would be a realm of favour. After tonight, everything would shift. After tonight, it would literally be like that tonight, the first and the third, was such a turnaround time that that so many doors of what people have been thinking about, there would be no longer hope deferred, makes the heart grow sick, but it would be a longing fulfilled dynamic. But Father, we thank You that there would literally be a, an acceleration of hard work so people can hold and carry the things that You're calling them to. Father, we thank You for a sober assessment of ourselves with You as we move into the more. In Jesus' Name. And everybody said.